0: What kind of year should we be anticipating for Daniel Nagata in 2022? We're going to talk about that in just a moment on the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you would like to check us out in a visual platform. But wherever you do get those podcasts, make sure that you hit the like and subscribe button and turn on those notifications so that you get an update every time we put out a new episode. We're gonna go ahead and continue our series of breaking down some statistics as to what, what we should expect our guys to be putting out in 2022. Today, we're going over to Daniel Nagata, one of the biggest n- uh, names, that's the word I'm looking for, in Arizona State's backfield, along with the Xavier Invalidate, as the potential one-two punch following the departures of both Rashad White and Diamante them. Looking at Nagata, this is the veteran guy. He's coming back for his third season. He spent his first two seasons with Arizona State and has essentially been in like this third-string kind of role for the team with, again, both Rashad White and Chip Treyenum ahead of him. Nonetheless, he's found a way to produce on just 82 career touches or, excuse me, uh, 82 career carries. He's turned it into 417 yards and five touchdowns. Last year alone in 10 games, he toted it 56 times as the third running back, turned it into 309 yards and four touchdowns. So this guy is definitely a very, very good running back. And he's someone that we should be very, very excited to watch this year. I think that Dane only floor is probably what Chip Trianum was able to do over the course of his career with the Sun Devils, which in those two seasons, Ah, uh, Triannuum tagged on just shy of seven hundred rushing yards and ten touchdowns two seasons. I think that i I think that Nagata is as good as chip is in a worst case scenario. I do really think that he is just a very, very special player though. I've gone on record before saying that he really reminds me of Eno Benjamin. Part of that is because of the build admittedly, but another part of that is I just feel like there are these. Compact, hard-nosed, downhill-style running backs. And I think that what Nagata has is very, very similar to what Eno had. And if you can harness that same energy, then you've got yourself a very special running back. So, looking at what I'm projecting him this year. uh, First segment, we're going to talk about the rushing yards, rushing touchdowns. So, taking a look at the rushing yards, to me when we're talking about predicting the stats, this is going to be the same thing for Zazavian Valaday is the high is going to be, if he is the lead dog, no competition, the low is if he is second on the team and like definitively second. And my prediction is going to be kind of an even between both of them, because I, th- I think at the end of the day, it's a one, a one B kind of backfield until further notice. That's the way I'm rolling with it. So, if he is the sole owner of this backfield, I think he's a 1,200-yard rusher. I think this is a guy who's going to put up big-time numbers for Arizona State. Look, the Sun Devils are going to be trying to run the football as much as they possibly can this year to mask what could be, you know, potentially a lackluster receiving room or even just a, a receiving game or passing game that's just not at the par with what they could do on the ground. So I think that... Best case scenario for Nagata if he is the sole owner of this backfield, 1,200 yards. Uh, the lowest I see is still pretty good. I think he's still a 600-yard rusher. And my logic behind that is because Chip Trainum was in a part-time role for the team and only appeared in nine games, part of that due to injury. But in those nine games, he still tagged on 402 rushing yards. So I think that Arizona State, even if, you know, Valade does become the running back in this backfield, like the de facto number one guy. There's still a very nice role for, for uh, Nagata to fall into here. So for my prediction, I'm going to go 700. It is considerably lower than my high. It's only a little bit higher than my low, but I think that ultimately you're going to have like three guys in that seven to 800 range. I don't know that you have a thousand yard runner mainly because you don't need to have a thousand yard runner this year. And that's not a bad thing. <laughs> Woo, excuse me. That's not a bad thing. It's a very good problem to have for Arizona state. And because of that, I feel like you're going to have some very, very, very good Oh, like not, not production efficiency. That's the word I'm looking for. Very good efficiency out of Daniel the this year. He's averaging 5.1 yards per carry for his career. He was at five and a half last year. I think he's going to sit somewhere in that range again. I think he's going to be over five yards of carry. I think he could flirt with five and a half again. I just feel like Arizona state should be able to do a really good job of keeping their running backs fresh and being able to mix in Emery Jones as well. Remember, I predicted yesterday for Emery Jones that he was going to finish with 700 yards. So thus far, I have two guys who are finishing in that 700-yard range. I think that that's a totally attainable number for Daniel Ligata. Uh Rushing touchdowns, again, in, in a scenario where he's the dog, I'm going 10. I think double digits is very attainable for him. Rashad White had 14 last year. Um For... Uh, the low, I'm going to say two, just because, and Rashad White had 15, excuse me. He had 15 rushing touchdowns. Uh, the reason I'm going to is a, a, a couple of reasons. One, Arizona State's offense may, may just not be able to put up touchdowns. You know, it, it might not be a Daniel Legata thing. It might not be a Zazavian Valaday thing. It might just be an offensive thing as a collective, they just may not be able to get into the end zone that much this year. It It's a reality we might have to face. So that's my low for one reason. My other reason is again, what I've been saying is if he is like for sure, the number two back and is getting number two carries, he's not going to get a lot of end zone work because Valade is a nice big runner. So my prediction here. I'm gonna go on the higher side. I'm gonna say seven. I think that if if you if you're looking at the frame of work that he has, right, he's a very, very good runner and he has found himself into the end zone. Again, last year he only had 56 carries and he still managed to score four times on the ground. For for argument's sake, if you were to take him and Chip Trainum's numbers together that's 10 rushing touchdowns basically as a two a two B because Rashad white was de facto number one and chip and Nagata were definitely kind of in interchangeable roles here. I feel like 10 is a lot as a starter. It even, even in a part-time role or like a one a one B role, I think that seven is a very, very attainable number for him. So So far, predicting Daniel Nagato with 700 rushing yards and seven touchdowns, nice and efficient, one touchdown every 100 yards. I feel like that's just super realistic, honestly. And I wouldn't be surprised if those numbers were better because I think Arizona State is going to be a very, very run heavy team this year. And because of that, and because you have, you know, very talented runners, like I will continue to pound on the table how good Daniel Legata is. Because of that, you should be able to be in a very good situation where you can set up Nagata to succeed. Let's go ahead and hop into our first break here. When we return, we're going to dive into the receiving side of things for Daniel Legata. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the Puffs treatment now. That's right. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen. They're good for you too. Low calorie, high sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs are here for a limited time. Go to built.com right now and make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they're truly amazing. All built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. They're a perfect treat, perfect for when you got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or you need a quick, healthy snack, they're an excellent source of protein. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. The first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, the draft, ex- the draft experts of the Locked On NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. Let's go ahead and get right back into our conversation here about Danny Nagata this time turn it over to the receiving game. I'm not gonna lie, this is is gonna be a pretty short conversation because I I don't envision Nagata having a massive role on the team in the receiving game. Now, in 12 games in his career, he has five catches. It's not it's not a lot of volume. It's barely a, no, not even a, a catch every other game. So Nagata has not been heavily used for what it's worth. He is averaging nine a catch. But, I mean, a big chunk of that came on a 16-yard reception that he had in 2020. So, overall, he's he's just not shown off the ability to be a great receiver. But, you know, in Devil's Advocate, he hasn't really had the opportunity to show that off. So, in Chip Trianum's time, if we're just... Again, playing devil's advocate here. Same thing, only five catches in his two seasons with Arizona State. But then you look at Rashad White, and White managed 51 catches in his two years at Arizona State. But to White's defense, I mean, that's that's an elite receiver. If you can find some kind of middle ground between elite and not great, I, I'd be happy with it. The good news for Arizona State is Xavier Valade is an elite, or at least a very good receiving back, which unfortunately for Nagata is going to take away a lot of those opportunities. I think he is going to be kind of pigeonholed in a five to 10 catch range this year. I just don't envision a very large role for him in the passing game. Now, this could be up to change depending on how the offense wants to run. There's a lot of uncertainty at the wide receiver spot, as we know, like I'm I'm betting on Cam Johnson to potentially be the team's number one receiver. And I do still really like Brian Thompson. But other than that, I mean, it's just a lot of uncertainty and a lot of moving parts that don't necessarily have fits yet. This could lead to more dump off options, right? This could lead to more opportunities for the running backs to get more involved in the offense. You know, get these guys the ball in more ways than one. When you have guys that are as talented as Daniel Nagata, you don't necessarily want to pigeonhole him in a situation where it's like, we're only going to use you as a runner. Right now, sure, it makes sense because you don't know, but you won't know unless you try, which could lead to a lot more touches for Nagata. Regardless, I'm going into this situation right now with the impression that he's not going to be heavily involved in the passing game if for no other reason than because i anticipate zazavian validate to be that guy highest potential here 20 receptions and i feel like that's what, that's an absurd amount for daniel nagata considering the frame of work that he has or lack thereof uh the low i i say five and i feel like that's honestly pretty spot on but uh, i i think for my prediction I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt in the sense of, I think he's going to get some opportunities and we'll see what he does with them. I'm not saying he's going to squander the opportunity. I'm just making predictions right now with no context on how the season's going to play out. I'm going to give him 10. I'm going to say 10 receptions here. Uh, looking at the receiving yards, each of these nice and boring. I'm predicting 10 yards a catch for each of these, you know, best case scenario. So uh, 200 yards in a best-case scenario on those 20 catches. 50 yards in a worst-case scenario on the five catches. My prediction is 100 yards on the 10 catches that he has. Again, nothing that's really going to blow you out of the water here. But I think this is definitely just kind of the situation that Nagata is going to find himself in. Is I think he'll be efficient as a pass catcher because he has shown the ability to be a rock-solid pass catcher. It's just one of those things where is he going to get the volume? That's the only problem he's going to be running into here. For what it's worth on the touchdowns, I didn't really dive into this. I think he I think he snags one. I think he finds his way into the end zone once as a receiver. Um, Worst case scenario, obviously he doesn't get in. It's just black and white. Best case scenario, two or three. This isn't a guy who's going to lead running backs in receiving touchdowns. It, not even on his team, let alone in the Pac-12 or the NCAA entirely. It's not, it's not a Danny Langata problem. It's just I do not anticipate the volume to be there for him. He's just to me, he's probably not going to be the go-to option here as the as like the the must do uh must must use kind of guy for i I'm, I'm totally stumbling on words as as you're as you're receiving back not when you have a guy like Valaday. so let's go ahead and put a pin in that conversation when we return for the third and final segment we're going to go ahead and finish up our our predictions overall for daniel legata in 2022 this is the locked on Sun podcast The first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made, so you need to search for the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft right now and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, the draft experts of the Locked On NBA Big Board. This five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. Make sure that you don't miss out on that, guys. Speaking of which, one live NBA show is not enough for Locked On. The entire NBA channel is going live on NBA Draft Night. So if you have your favorite NBA team, make sure you subscribe now to their Locked On YouTube channel and get notified when they go live on NBA Draft Night. You don't want to miss this, guys. Who knows? Maybe we see some Sun Devils sneak in. You never, you never know. Maybe your Phoenix Suns, your hometown team, is able to make, make your dreams come true and take... Are guys Mario and Jackson or Kamani Lawrence? I don't know. Who knows? Not me. I certainly don't know. Speaking of things I don't know, predictions, total yards. So rushing, receiving. Daniel Lingata is not going to get touches in the return game. He has never gotten a touch as a return man, and he is not going to have touches as a return man. I'm going, and and this is me combining my totals here a, a high that i see is probably about 14 to 1500 yards if i'm doing straight off my predictions and it would be 1400 if if i was letting my heart guide me i'd probably lean closer to 1500 because i think that he could be that 1200 yard rusher and find a way to add on a lot more in the receiving game than maybe we anticipate but 1400 Definitely feels like a ceiling here. 1500 is a dream. On the low side, I feel like this is a guy who's not even going to scrape, you know, 600 yards or uh, uh, 700 yards, excuse me. So combining my totals, this would be a 650-yard guy. Unfortunately, that could be a reality here. Overall, my prediction's 800. You know, the 700 rushing yards I'm predicting him with plus the 100 receiving yards I got gives him 800 that's a very good season as a guy who could very well be the third option in the run game and the second option at the running back position i feel like that's a really 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 solid year for daniel nagata uh total touchdowns uh highest upside here i'm going 15 and this is this is like in an in an in insane amount because my high on rushing touchdowns is 10. When I was talking about the receiving touchdowns, I said, you know, two to three. In in an extreme scenario, I think that Nagata could possibly find his way into the end zone a few more times than my actual predictions that I have written down, say. I think 15 would be just an absurd year for him. As a low, I'm going to say, I'm going to say three Two or three, somewhere in that ballpark. You don't have any of the receiving touchdowns. And for my predictions, I said two. So yeah, like two to three, somewhere in that ballpark. There, there's a, there's a chance that he just doesn't get on the field as much, depending on what happens ahead of him or what the offense looks like. Overall, my prediction, combining what I said, seven rushing and one receiving. I'm giving him eight touchdowns, and I feel like that's that's a fair amount. It feels attainable more than anything. Again, if you took Chip Trianum and Daniel Nagata's touches last year and decided to combine them, this is a 700-yard rusher, over five yards of carry, 10 touchdowns. All of those numbers could line up if he is de facto like 1A, 1B kind of runner. I think the biggest, the biggest oddball here is not even valid. It's the guys behind him. It's Deontay Elliott. It's uh, Tevin White. It's what's Emory Jones gonna do? Are we gonna get creative with Brian Tom? Uh, Brian Thompson? I just I don't know. Like there's a lot of things that Arizona State could do this year that might ultimately mess with the the final production that Nagata is gonna be able to get both in in the end zone as well as just flat-out box score yards numbers. Overall, though, my final predictions, rounding those up, I'm saying 700 rushing yards, 100 receiving yards on 10 catches, eight total touchdowns, seven on the ground, and one through the air. I do think this is a guy who's very capable of 1,000 scrimmage yards. I think he's very capable of notching himself somewhere in that ballpark of 10 touchdowns. I, I just, it, it really, really depends on what's going on with the run game. For all we know, Valaday might not be any good. And we have to turn to Nagata and Nagata turns out to be all that in a bag of chips. I, there's a reason I'm so high on him. The reason I'm not blowing up my predictions is because I anticipate it to be such a busy backfield. If Validay was not there and it was Danny Nagata and everyone else, all the highs I gave you, the 1,200 yards, the 10 touchdowns, those would be my predictions. The highs would be way more. I truly think this is a very special runner that we have right now with Daniel Legata. The bright side here, we should be able to keep him nice and fresh. And if this is the situation, he may come back for his senior year because I'm not sure if Valaday has another year of eligibility. He probably does, but... Who knows? Ultimately, this is what I got for Daniel Legata. I feel like these are pretty fair predictions, and he could very easily outperform those. But that is going to go ahead and wrap up this edition of the Lockdown on podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you would like to check us out there on a visual platform. Wherever you do get those podcasts, though, make sure that you hit the like and subscribe button and turn on those notifications so you get an update every single time we put out a new episode. If you're on Twitter, go ahead and hit me with a follow at Richie Brad's 36 and follow the podcast while you're there as well at LO underscore Sun Levels. That's going to wrap it up here for us today, but until next time you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.